Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 1, we'll begin reading. Then when Jesus saw the crowd, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are what, everybody? Persecuted. Persecuted. Because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward where, everybody? In heaven. When the same way they persecuted the prophets, who were before you. Would you do me a favor? Would you just hold your hands out like this and just bow your heads? And would you say this prayer out loud with me? Repeat it after me. Dear God, God, I'm here today. I open my mind and my heart. Fill me, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. This morning is we're concluding this series that we've called Attitude Check. If you missed any of these messages, I would challenge you to go back and listen to them. Do you know what? I would challenge you to go back on our website and look. You know, Ron and I did a series on uh, marriage in uh, February. Do you know I go back and listen to that series probably about once every six weeks because I need it. Okay, nobody else does, but anyway, I, I need those things. So what I'm just trying to tell you is that, thank God because of the technology that we have, is that because of the technology that we have, we have the ability to go back and listen to. And so when something ministers to you, go back and listen to it again. I challenge you, turn off the bad news and, and turn up the good news, amen? As we're reading this, this passage, and we've been in this series, like I said, the Beatitudes, as we've been going through this, we realize that the blessing of God comes when we do these things. We're trying to become somebody, everybody. We're not just trying to do something in life. We're trying to become someone. When you know who you want to become, then you'll know what to do. Amen? And so he says, blessed are you. The blessing is on you when you do these. And today I want to lean into one that is not popular. That's one that no one wants to talk about. And that's Matthew 5 and 10. And he said, blessed are you, blessed are you who are persecuted, look at this, because of what, everybody? Righteousness. Righteousness. Not just because you're a jerk. Come on, somebody. Some people say, well, everybody's just against me. Well, you know, it's because of righteousness. Persecution is when someone mistreats you because of your religious beliefs. 
That's, a, that's what persecution is, basically the, the definition of it. In 2 Timothy 3.12, we learn that all of us as followers of Jesus will be persecuted because of our faith. Look what it says. He says this, the Bible says, and in fact, everyone who wants to live a what, everybody? A godly life will, a godly life, uh, a godly life in Christ Jesus will be what? Persecuted. Every one of us will be persecuted. And I just want to tell you that, you know, today, as I share with you, I feel like the persecution is this, is that we're all, people around us are all trying to get us to bow to things that are ungodly. Amen, everybody? I mean to, to bow. I mean to, to surrender your will and say, okay, I'm going to go this way instead of God's way. And I just want you to know, as I, I really have struggled this week to share what I'm about to share with you because I realize that what I'm about to share does not put me in the best light. I want to tell you that I've not always been the person that's been able to stand. I have bowed a few times in my life. When we were building this church 22 years ago, we had purchased this land. There was original 11, uh, 11 acres, and then we got an additional three acres. So we had 14 acres here. And that's where you see the convenience store when you drive in and that subdivision that's there, the people that own that, the builder that was building the, going to build the building for us that was a part of our church wanted to buy that land and put a convenience store to, and a subdivision in there. And the people that owned the land would not sell it because they did not want a convenience store there. And so the builder guys come talk to me. We were good friends. He said, hey, why don't the church go ahead and buy that and I'll just buy it right back from you guys since they won't sell it to me. And the people around me that was on our board at that time said, yeah, that's a good idea. But in my heart, I knew that it wasn't right. And I'm so sad to tell you that I bowed. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the convenience store or the neighborhood, but what I'm telling you is I disobeyed God. I bowed to the pressure around me. Those were not bad people. I was the one that had to make the final decision and I bowed. And I want to tell you that decision cost me greatly. Matter of fact, the person that was going to build the building did not end up building. Everything went south from that decision forward. God was trying to protect me from something that I thought, you know, that everybody around me knew what was best. The crowd was saying it's right, but I knew that it was wrong. And I bowed. And that decision cost me. And so I just want to tell you today, as I'm sharing this with you today, you're not looking at a man who's flawless. You're looking at a man who's flawed. But I've tried to learn from my mistakes. And I hope you have, that when you bowed in your life to things you shouldn't have, that it always goes bad. Amen, everybody? no matter how good it looks. And so today I want to take you, I want to, this statement that I want to say, it's a little bit longer than we normally have, but I think it's so critical that we have to get this. And this statement is coming up on the screen. Look what it says. It says, when I bow before Jesus, I can stand before people. Would you say those words? Let's say this sentence together. You ready? Come on. When I bow before Jesus, I can stand before people. That's the only way it works. And if you ever stop bowing before Jesus, you will automatically bow before people. 
in our culture today, there's too much bowing to what the culture says. And the reason that we can't stand is because we've not bowed to Jesus first. I want to take you into the book of Daniel. There's a story, and I want to talk to you about how to handle persecution because the Bible says we're all going to be persecuted for our faith, and we are seeing that now in our country like we never dreamed it would happen. The story of, in Daniel that I want to take you to is a story of three names that you will recognize of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego if you've been in church any time. But what had happened was is that the nation of Israel had been captured. And the reason that they went into captivity is because they stopped bowing to God Almighty and they started bowing to the things of the Babylonian influence around them. And so God just pulled back his favor from their life, meaning that he said, okay, he cannot bless what he condemns everybody. And so the only thing that God can do is just stand by and watch when his people refuse to obey him. And so that's what happened. And because of that, they started babbling, dabbling in other, the other religions and so forth, the, uh, denying God and, and not honoring God and not bowing before God. And therefore, the, the Babylonians come in and took captive all those Jewish people. And they, they took hostages and prisoners, a lot of the people to come back and be slaves. And few of the men that they recognized had special abilities, special talents that were, sh- that were sharp. One was Daniel, and there's three Hebrew boys that we know about that's called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The culture of that day was saying this, is that you don't have to bow before God. A matter of fact, it's this, they were saying this, is that you can choose any God that you want to. You can have your own God. A matter of fact, you're not here to serve God. God's here to serve you. And that seems to be our culture today, doesn't it? You choose what you want to believe and God will bless it. That is not true. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry. That's just not true. We are here to serve God and his kingdom, and God blesses what we do for him. Amen? And so today, as we walk in here, I want to share three things out of this story that I think will help you to always remember, I must bow before Jesus so I can stand before people. Because you're going to bow before somebody. You've got to choose who's it going to be. The three things I want to tell you this, first of all, is I want to give you three names that, that tell you, uh, you may not recognize these people, but I want to give you these three names. The first one is Hananiah. The second one is Mishael and Isaiah. You don't recognize those names, but let me tell you something. Those were the names of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That was their original names. Their original name, look at what, listen what it means. Hananiah, the name that, that was given to him when he was born a Jew, means this, only the Lord will take care of me. That's what it meant. Mishael means, who is like our God Jehovah? Isaiah means servant of God. But as soon as they came into Babylonian captivity, the first thing they did, culture did, was change their names. Listen to what it means. Listen to what Hananiah's name was changed to Shadrach, and that means this. It means the moon god. Meshach, his name was changed. He was Mishael, but his name was changed to Meshach, and it means this. There is no goddess like Aku, which was one of the foreign gods. 
And then Abednego. Abednego was given to, to uh, Isaiah, and that means Nebu's servant, where it meant, Isaiah meant God's servant. What I'm trying to tell you is this, is that the world wants to change your name. It wants to change your identity. It wants to tell you that, who you are. And if you don't know who you are in Jesus Christ, and you will cave in, you will bow and say, okay, that's me. They will label you and tell you who you are and what you're like. And good grief, in our culture today, you don't even know who you're born anymore. I mean, that's way off the scale, everybody. I mean, a, a child knows who I am until somebody tells them differently. Okay. What I want you to know is that you have to know I am a child of God. See, once you know that you're a child of God, then you will not give in to all of these things. And listen, I love to talk to all of our students today and college students and tell you, you've got to know who you are. Because once you know who you are, you won't bow to all those other things. And when everybody is coming at you and telling you, well, you got to do this and you got to do that. No, you say, I'm a child of God. Let me tell you something. The world didn't give it to you and the world can't take it away. Amen. They can try to tell me my name is different. They can call me whatever they want to call me and they can label you whatever they want to label you. But it doesn't matter what you say out here doesn't matter what's ringing inside of here is what matters. Amen, everybody. And you got to know, you got to know because they're going to try to label you, shame you, and tell you, how dare you. But you've got to know inside, even though they try to change your name. I got to hurry up. But I just remember being called some nicknames that people gave me that thank God I didn't live up to. They tried to make me live up to them and may have you been given those as well, but you've got to know who you are. There's three things I want to share with you today and here they are. Number one is this, if you're going to stand under persecution is make the decision today who you're going to serve. Because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, well, I'll say those names, even though they're not their names, they were the names of the foreign gods around them. I'll use those names because you know them. And as they was brought in, you know, they begin to work in the king's cabinet, but they would not eat the king's food. They would not do the things that would violate their, their principles. And the king was okay with that because God was sort of was blessing them. But then the king that decided he became very, very prideful and he erected a statue in, in his kingdom there and he demanded that everybody would come in and, and they would bow down and they would worship that idol. That's what they had to do. When the music played, everybody there would have to bow. Remember what we said? is when you bow before Jesus, you can stand before people. And let me just tell you something. When the crowd is bowing, the easiest thing to do is to bow. And there's so much, when everybody else is looking at you and you feel like the only one, your body screams, bow. And your mind screams, bow. So they didn't bow, so they were brought before the king. And look what happens here. 
But there were some Jews, that the leaders are saying this to, to King Nebuchadnezzar, but there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. What I want to say is this to you. The way that you take a stand is you refuse to bow. Taking a stand doesn't mean you go on social media and you blast everybody. It doesn't mean you grab a sign and you walk down the sidewalk to the streets. It doesn't mean any of that. It just mean, means that you refuse to bow. Yes. Amen? Amen? You refuse to bow. And I would say this to you, is that you've got to pre-decide if you're going to bow or not. Because when you're the heat of the moment, as I've already said, you will cave and I will cave if you don't make your decision in advance. Everything in this world is designed to make you bow. The majority of advertisements that we see is wanting you to bow. Matter of fact, on social media, it's clickbait. Amen? Wanting you to bow. It's amazing. And I just want to ask you this question. Who or what are you bowing to? Maybe it's that girlfriend or boyfriend that says, I'm not going to date you unless you sleep with me. What is it? What is it in your life that you feel the pressure and you've been bowing to that you know that God is not honoring God? And let me just tell you something. If you're bowing to the world, you're not bowing to Jesus. And the thing about bowing to the world is it leaves you so unfulfilled and so longing and so lacking. Choose who you're going to bow. The scripture says this in 2 Corinthians 6. Hear what God says. When the time came for me to show you favor, I heard you. When the day arrived for me to save you, I helped you. Listen. This is the hour to receive God's favor. Today is the day to be saved. Amen, Amen everybody. Amen. Today's the day to be saved. I want to tell you, I'm going to stop right here. I don't know what's going on in your life, and I don't know where you are with God, but let me tell you something. Many of you in this room and many of you watching online believe you've not been following God. Some of you have not asked Jesus to save you and you're trying to save yourself and you're finding yourself stumbling and fumbling and bowing to everything that's coming your way because you have no power to stand. And I want to give you, I want to give you the resources of that power and that is Jesus Christ. He is the only way that you can stand and not bow. Amen, everybody. Amen. So would you just bow your heads with me right now if today if you'd like to receive Jesus Christ. This prayer is the starting point. So right now, would you, in your mind and your heart, you don't have to say it out loud, but just say this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I'm so sorry. I've been bowing to the world and everybody around me. I want to bow to you now, Jesus. Save me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Can we give God a hand for all the people that just prayed that prayer? Welcome to God's family, everybody.
If you prayed that prayer today, whether online or in this room, I want you to check this box on your connection card. And I'm asking everybody to turn in this connection card this week. Yours digitally online. But check the box that I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. I want to send you something in the mail to help you on your spiritual journey. The second thing I would tell you, oh, let's say what we're saying, that sentence. You know, it's a sentence now. So let's say it. You ready? When I bow before Jesus, I can stand before people. Let's say it again. When I bow before Jesus, I can stand before people. Choose who you're going to bow to. Number two is believe in your heart that God is able to deliver you when you're being persecuted. Because persecution is coming, everybody. You probably have already experienced it. It's coming. Choose in advance. Choose that God is able. Believe in your heart that God is able to deliver you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Here we go. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king after the king threatened to throw him in a fire. said, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown in that blazing furnace, the God we serve is what, everybody? Able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that is set up. I want to tell you about believing in your heart. What is believing in your heart that God is able? This is what it is. These boys were standing. They knew that the fire was burning and that the king was going to throw them in there that God didn't do a supernatural thing. Believing in your heart is this, is that it means that, you know, when your mind says you're going to die, when your mind says there's no way that it can happen, when, even when you're praying about it and you say, God, I need your help with this, your mind says it can't happen. You know what believing in your heart is? Is that you keep praying. You see, because your heart is overriding your mind, even when your mind is saying there's no way it's ever going to happen, there's no way that my marriage will ever get better, there's no way my finances will get better, I'm stuck at this job, I can never get a better job, I can't get this degree, I can't do this, it's too much peer pressure. When your mind is saying all those things, you still pray and say, God, I just believe you can do it. Even though my mind is screaming, you can't. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, I don't know if that happens to you or not. There's, there's many times that I'm saying words and my mind doesn't believe. I don't, I don't, does that happen to you? And so believing your heart is I'm going to keep praying and, and keep speaking no matter what my mind says to me. And that's believing in your heart. The Bible says this in Mark 11. Jesus said it actually. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their what, everybody? That means no matter what my mind's saying, I'm going to keep praying. But believes that what he says, that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Can I tell you something? When I sit on this stage about a month and a half ago and told you that we have 52 schools in our county and that we're going to have 52 churches praying over 52 schools, I want to tell you there was no way my mind was saying that's never going to happen. 
My mind was shouting and screaming at me when I said we're going to have 5,000 people show up and intercede and pray for our teachers and our students on the 29th at 9 a.m. My body said, don't say that. It will never happen. But I want to tell you, thank God I didn't listen to my mind. Thank God I prayed for my heart and believed in my heart. And now we have 72 churches that will be praying and thousands of people showing up. And this year will be different. Our children will walk into school with a confidence they never had because God Almighty is going before them because I believe in my heart. Hallelujah. Believe in your heart. Believe in your heart. Say it out loud. Everybody else may think you're stupid and they may say it can never happen. In your own mind saying it won't. But you believe in your heart. I'm going to keep praying and keep saying it. I'm going to keep praying and keep saying it. Amen? Amen. My marriage will be better in the name of Jesus. My children will come home in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Believe in your heart. Believe in your heart. I'm asking you. I need your help. Next Saturday is it, everybody. We got 1,000 people of you that we believe are going to show up. Several hundred, of five or 600, 700 of you have already signed up. But I need you to do me a favor. I need some missionaries. Many of you have signed up for schools around here. Thank you. But there's some schools that we have that nobody's signed up for. And we determined that, Henry, that SEC is going to have people at every school. And so there's some less popular schools in our area. So I want you to join me and Rhonda. We're going to be missionaries. That means we're not going to go to the school that we're going to choose. We're going to go to the school that needs us. And so if you'll be a missionary with me, we're right there on the back of your connection card where it says sign up for schools, pray for schools. If you'll be a missionary, just write missionary in that line or write the letter M or whatever. We'll know what it means. And we're going to ask you to go to places that nobody else wants to go to. And we're going to pray for those kids. Amen. Those kids deserve it. They deserve it as much as anybody's. And let me just tell you this. There's a man by the name of Harold Adam that taught me, taught me something a long time ago. He had four boys and, and he was coming to church and, and he was helping reach people. And his boys were just far from God. And he said, Pastor Joe, he said, I was praying, God, I'm helping reach all these people. My kids, they won't, they're not saved. And God, we want you to save them. And he said, God talked to me and said, God said, Harold, if you will just pray for everybody else's kids, I'll take care of yours. And I want you to know something. He's about 96 years old right now. And I went to his, I went to his uh, room in his uh, assisted living a couple years ago. And he told me, he said, I want you to know, Brother Jeff, that all my kids are saved. Now, it took him to be, he was 90 years old and he saw it. Amen? I believe if I, maybe you don't have a kid in school, maybe you don't have a grandkid in this school system, but I believe if you'll go pray for somebody else's kids, protection over them, that God will send protection over your children. Amen? You can't keep me home on Saturday. I'm going to be there praying. Amen? So be there with us. Sign up to be a missionary, if you will. We know the devil's plan. John 10 and 10 said, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. Amen, everybody? Okay, what are we saying? I've got to move on. Remember that sentence that we're saying is so crucial. 
critical because if not you'll bow like I did and that is this is when I bow before Jesus I can stand before people let's say that again when I bow before Jesus I can stand before people the third thing I would share with you is this is number three is trust Jesus to go through the fire with you you're gonna be persecuted you're gonna be made fun of and you're gonna be called names the Bible says in Daniel 3 and 19, Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. His attitude changed toward them. Let me just say, stop right here. People are good with you until all of a sudden you don't bow to what they bow to. They like you until then, but when you don't bow to what they bow to, then all of a sudden their attitude changes toward you. He got so mad, he ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual. What I want you to see is this, is that sometimes things get worse before they get better. The question is, will you bow when it gets bad? And then when you pray and it gets worse, will you keep praying? See, it's, it's the real life, everybody. I can come in here and tell you this story about Shadrach and say, whoa, they went through the fire. Hallelujah, God brings us through the fire. And you go home and like, whoa, that was great. But if we don't see the trial and that things got worse, sometimes when you pray, things get worse. But God always has a purpose in the fire. Amen, everybody? So the king gets mad. He opens up, he has the guys open up the doors of the furnace and sure enough, it's hot. It's so hot that the people that open up the doors to the furnace, they die. The ones that threw them in died. And the king is up, he's looking down in the furnace, he wanted to see them, he wanted to see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fry. So he's standing up watching, and all of a sudden, they throw him into the fire, and this is what happens, look what it says. The king said, he looked, I see how many? I see four men walking around in the fire. Look at this next word, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. What I want you to know is this, is that Jesus doesn't just walk on water, he walks through the fire. Hallelujah. He didn't just walk on the water, he walks through the fire with you. He never leaves you nor forsake you. And every time you feel like it's getting worse and the flames are getting hotter, you're never by yourself. You're not alone. You may not see him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I don't know that they saw Jesus or not, but the king sure saw him because he was there, amen? He's in the fire where you see him or not. He's in the fire where you recognize him or not. You're not all by yourself. God Almighty, is there with you. He's in the fire. He's in the fire. He's in the fire. What I love about the fire is the fire had purpose. Not only did the fire show everybody in that kingdom that who, the, God, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was the God. Amen? It wasn't the God of a coup. It wasn't the God of the moon. No, it was the God Jehovah. There was God. And watch this. They went into the fire this way, bound up, shackled, feet tied together. They were thrown in to that fire. They may have been thrown in head first, but they landed on their feet. And what the king saw was this. The only thing the fire done was freed their feet and freed their hands. What had bound 
on them before the fire, the fire unbound them. Amen? And I want to tell you, there's a purpose to the fire that you're in right now. There's a purpose to the trial you're in right now. God wants to unbind you. He wants to let that fire burn the ropes away from you. Amen, everybody? You don't know nothing until you've been through something. Amen? Because God wants the fire to set you free. You can't get better until you go through it. See, you can't always walk around the fire. Sometimes you've got to go through the fire. And he's with you in the fire. My God Almighty, he's with you in the fire. He's with you. Some of you right now are trying to run from the fire. You're doing everything you can to stay away from the fire. Because you're afraid if you confront that person that you've been bowing to, or that situation you've been bowing to, you're afraid you're going to go through the fire. Let me tell you something. Until you stop bowing and you're willing to walk in the fire with God Almighty, you're never going to be free. You're never going to be free. The Bible says they come out of that fire. Not a hair on their head was singed. They didn't even smell like smoke. Shoot, you can't even go to Waffle House and that not happen. fire the fire doesn't scare us anymore would you stand with me now I have a next step I want you to take and you can check it on your card before you leave but it says this I will I will bow before Jesus so I can stand before people you will never stand You will never stand before people until you start bowing before Jesus. I know this sounds crazy to you. But what I'm talking to you about today, I'm trying to practice myself. No, no. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about decisions. No, I'm talking about daily of making a habit. When I pray the Lord's Prayer every day and I just get to that part, it says, hallowed be your name. God, I put my face to this floor to honor you, that you're the King of kings and Lord of lords. And I, I don't want to take your name in vain, oh God, but I want to say, hallowed be your name. And I bow before you. That, my friends, is what I want to tell you gives me the greatest power. The anointing comes when you bow before Jesus. I think one of the things that we've lost in our culture is reverencing God. And I just want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you every day when you roll out of your bed, roll over to the side and hit your knees and just bow for a moment before Jesus. And then you can expect to walk out in power before people. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.